Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Drink, Drink Read Fabio. Fabio. I'm Kate Frimmer. And I'm Sophia Kyopis. And, and this is our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. So this week we're doing an OG Drink Read Fabio video. But I am going to be recommending the book and doing a crazy, silly book that makes you drink. I just get to sit back and relax. Yeah. So... For those of you who maybe are new to joining us, first half of the episode, we one of us will usually pick a book that we recommend, that we love, and then create a cocktail based on that book. And then the other person will have this silly, kind of like stupid, um, bad romance cringy. book, cringy romance book that's like has like that Fabio man on the cover, you know, and tell the other person the synopsis while we laugh and drink um, and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So for my book rep- recommendation of the week, I have One Tree Loves by Ch- Taylor Jenkins Reid, which is Your gal. my gal. Love her. Gal. She always <laughs> hits home, you know, and uh, I said this in our last video because I read this in September. Um, so go check out our September wrap up. But um, that if you are a kind of person that doesn't like knowing what happens in the book before you go into it, um, I would not listen to this next part. But That's I'm basically going to kind of explain a little bit of what's on the back of the book and tell you a little bit what it's about. So if you do want to know a little going in, Here's a little synopsis. So basically, it's about this woman and this man. They get married. Everything's perfect. Like, perfect look, romance, true loves, everything great. Then he ends up going on this trip. His helicopter crashes, and he is presumed dead. And so, obviously, she's mourning and all of that. She gets through that, and she ends up opening herself up for love again meeting someone new and then they get engaged and a couple months before their wedding her husband shows up and he's not dead yeah crazy 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 so then she's being put in this position where she has to basically decide who she wants to be with because she loves them both but for different reasons and she's at a different place in her life now so she has to see who truly fits into her world and who she's willing to let go in that sense. And it's really heartbreaking, but also um, just very heartwarming at the same time. And I really enjoyed it. And I just love her writing. So, yeah. Amazing. So in the book, the main character mentions how she loves Diet Coke, Coke, whatever. So I created an easy peasy lemon squeezy Coke and Jack's slushy. So basically it is just ice, a bunch of ice, and two shots of Jack and fill the rest up with Coke. I chose cherry Coke because I thought it would be more fun. <laughs> and that's it. Cheers. Cheers. Yum. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. So, as everyone knows, it's October. Yes. So, we really wanted to do some more like Halloween spooky themed 
books and videos this month. Yes, we're turning it into fall book season. Fall book season. Let me just go around my stuff. All right, so. With that being said, the book that I read this week is The Ghost Who Saved Us. Oh! With this man's on the cover. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. The Smolder. The Smolder. So yes. The Ghost You Save Us by A.D. Ellis. Alright, you ready? Let's go. Okay. The book starts out with us meeting one of the main characters, Brock Shelton. Brock. <laughs> I was like, Blake Shelton? Brock Shelton. Brock Shelton. <laughs> He is at an old mansion in his town, or, like, a little bit outside of the town. Mm -hmm. That used to be part mortuary and is supposedly haunted, and mm -hmm. no one's lived there for a while. The owner is wanting to turn the old mansion into a, like, haunted hotel attraction kind of thing. Okay, fun. And is having people come and bid on being one of the people to like take on the, the project. Oh, to, like, design it? Yes, design oh, it and uh, restore it and everything. So, Brock is there. There's a group of people there to bid, including Brock's childhood crush, <gasps> Calder Mills. Oh, ca wait, what? Yeah. Calder? Yeah, or Calder. I don't know. Calder? It's C-A-L-D-E-R. Calder? The weirdest name. I know I've never heard, I've that, never name heard that, that name in my life. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so I didn't know anything about this book going in. I just saw the cover. I searched ghost romance on Amazon. <laughs> this was like one of the first ones to come up, and I was like, that's perfect. So I didn't read, and then I was like, oh my god, this is a gay romance. <gasps> oh, Calder's a boy. Yes. So I Amazing. Um, they had sexual encounters when they were younger. But Calder wasn't out. Oh. Yeah. After high school, Calder ran away from the small town. So seeing him here after all these years is bringing up a lot of emotions for Brock. Oh, it's I like, bet. oh my God, he's still so hot. And also, what is he doing there? Because he left. He left yeah. me when I was 13. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they were like 18 after they graduated high school. Oh, okay. That's okay. Yeah. That's bad. There's this man... <laughs> He's not important, but I just had to tell you his name because it's hilarious. Crimson Chaos. That's his name. Okay. Who is, like, running the, like, supposed bidding war. Okay. And he's kind of, like, odd and, like, dressed like a mm -hmm. wizard and whatever. Okay. He tells everyone to come inside instead and that there's a Ouija board that will be deciding who gets to work on the project. <laughs> so some people are like, what the fuck? This is weird. We're leaving. <laughs> I mean, We're not doing this. Yeah. 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 But they're like, this is a fucking weird as hell. So I'm going to be not going. here. The Ouija board. The Ouija board. <laughs> the wiggle board. The, wiggle. the Luigi board. The Luigi board <laughs> ends up picking Calder. Calder. Oh. Yeah. So it shows his initials. Then we switch to Calder's point of view. I keep saying different pronunciations. Calder, Calder. Calder. The book is dual POV. Mm. So now we're in Calder's head. Calder tells the reader that since high school he's become comfortable with being gay. Good. 
And seeing Brock again has, like, brought up all these feelings. Mm. And he realizes he, like, still finds him attractive. And he's like, oh, my God. My God, Brock. Brock. Everyone thinks the Ouija board is, Ouija board is done choosing. Uh-huh. So they, like, kind of all walk away. But then it starts moving again on its <gasps> own. And spells out Brock's initials. Oh, it knows. So now they have to work together <laughs> on the project. So Luigi Board is in on it. Yeah. Luigi Board said, I know y'all he some gays. We're going to push you together. <laughs> the ghost is a matchmaker. Yeah. Crimson tells both of them if they stay on site during the project, mm-hmm. they will get a 3% bonus at the end of the project. Oh, okay. That's so nice. now they have to stay together. So now they're live together. They're like, if you live in this haunted mansion, I'll pay you a little bit more money. Dude. Yeah, for two months. Together. Not mm-hmm. that, like, you're gay or anything. Yeah. Not that we're trying to, like, force you, you together. together. <laughs> they agree, and Crimson leaves, and they decide to go check out the breaker to, like, turn on the power and everything mm-hmm. and, like, check the house out. So they go downstairs to the basement and turn it on. They rush back upstairs because they think they hear voices. <gasps> Spooky. Spooky. They continue to check out the place and realize there's only a couch. There's no beds. So oh, they're no. like, um, what are we going to do? The guy's like, live in this empty house. Yeah. Live in this fun. empty house. You have nowhere to sleep. Uh, I'll pay you $3 for this. Yeah. $3 extra. Just <laughs> 3% bonus. All right. So they decide they're going to go back. Like, go into town and grab an air mattress and groceries and, like, set up. And during the ride back to town, they, like, catch up and bond and all this stuff. Oh, my gosh. You're gay? Yeah. You're gay? So am I. No way. <laughs> and he's like, where did you go? And all that. Brock tells Calder, Calder he actually has been looking for a partner for his construction business. And if this project goes well, he's welcome come partner with him maybe we can work together maybe you can work together more future. yeah <laughs> Calder is like yeah um let's see how this job goes first whoa <laughs> like mm. but in his head he's like I don't want to mix romance and business if that even like comes oh. to that so he's like trying to like prepare for the future because he's like I like you with I me. like you so we gotta see if we're gonna have some romance first mm-hmm. They get all the stuff they need and drive back to the mansion. When they get there, there's a king-size bed in the living room. And they're like, where did this come from? That's scary. I know. Like, um, okay, well, I guess we don't need the air mattress anymore. Ghost is trying to get us laid. Yeah. (laughs) And so... (laughs) The ghost is just like... Yeah. The ghost is like, king-size bed. Condoms. (laughs) Mood lighting. Lube. Just you wait. Oh. Brock offers to share the bed so that Calder doesn't have to sleep on the couch. And Calder says it's fine and ends up sleeping on the couch. He doesn't Lame. he's like he doesn't know the vibe and he doesn't want to assume anything. So Lame. he's like, I'll just sleep on the couch. You know what kind of book this is? Yeah. Sleep on the bed. Sleep on the bed. Brock wakes up in the middle of the night to see Calder's teeth chat like to Calder's teeth chattering. Oh, it's so cold. It's so cold. He tells him to stop being stubborn and get in the bed. Get in the bed, boy. Get in the bed. And the ghosts made, the ghost made his couch cold to push them into sleeping together. It's like, <sighs> it's freezing over here. And he's like, 
It's not over say, here. It's yeah, <gasps> it's the ghost. They wake up cuddling. Mm. And then we fast forward a bit. So they've been working on the house and everything. Calder tells the reader spooky stuff has been happening <gasps> all over the place. Like little things like tools moving around, door handles rattling, windows opening and closing. All your things. All the things all the like things that. All the things that ghosts do. All the things ghosts do. They start talking about all the stories and theories of this place from like that people have talked about in the town to possibly figure out who this ghost could be. Mm-hmm. And while they're talking, they don't realize how close they are to each other. Of course And Calder feels a cold push on his back that pushes him into Brock. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you ghosty. <laughs> you want us to be together, don't you? And then they go. Oh. Yeah. The ghost is so, saying they're like the ghost is like yeah, my plan works. The next day they're at working outside and they come back in after a long day and there's a TV in the living room mm. along with the owner guy. Um saying he found this old TV if they wanted to use it while they stayed there. Oh, that's nice of him. The guys ask him why he never lived there. And he says the spirit just freaked him and his wife out too much because he would just, like, you know, mess around, hear stuff, whatever. He also tells them that there's a secret room in the basement, and there's a box and a collection of sorts, but he was too scared to spend any time down there when he went down there, so he doesn't know what's inside. Mm -hmm. He hasn't really explored because he was too freaked out. So the guys are like, oh, man, well, we have to go down there. Mm -hmm. Um, After the owner guy leaves, they have the, like, past relationships chat you know Mm -hmm. when they go in depth about all that why did you break my heart well not about each other mostly just like them on their own oh they're dating like in Mm. their own relationships so why you dated this guy yeah i did this guy this is my ex but we didn't have a guy and they ask each other if they're in a relationship right now which neither of them are which we knew like this would not be fun if they were i guess we just like Before they have dinner and go to bed, Calder decides to shower. Oh, good. The thoughts of Brock start turning him on, so he starts to <gasps> masturbate. And the minute he touches himself, the shower turns cold. And he's like, you. The ghost! The ghost! The ghost makes him get out of the shower so he can do stuff with Brock. It's like, no. No, you're not going to do this to yourself when you have a man out there for you. He leaves the shower so abruptly, and Brock asks him, like, what happened? And he's like, the shower turned cold all of a sudden. And Brock is like, well, you must have done that because the knob is turned to the cold. Like, and he's like, I didn't do that. And they're like, ooh, the And then they start talking about what they are to each other and how they don't want to mess it up this time. And then they start doing stuff. Oh. Uh-huh. At one point, Calder is like, do you have lube? And Brock says he does, but he doesn't want to stop. And then Calder feels something thrown at his back, and oh. it's the lube. <laughs> the ghost threw the lube at him. He's like, don't you worry, I got you. <laughs> the, ghost, the ghost threw the lube at him. <sighs> what kind of book is this? I know, I was laughing out loud. <laughs> That's hilarious. I know. I was like, this is the funniest ghost ever. Mm-hmm. He's like, this isn't even a scary ghost. 
This is just like a fairy godmother. Yeah, ghost. fairy godmother ghost. He's got like, it. You got it. Just sitting in the back with the popcorn, watching the next Yeah, sex. he's like, he's like, I got you. I got you. Then they have sex mm-hmm. and go to sleep. They wake up in the middle of the night and have sex again. Oh yeah, as mm-hmm. you do. As you do. And these sex scenes were a lot detailed. Whoa. I was like, the book's not even that long. No. Whoa. They were the smut. Oof, very the smut. smut. Love it. Brock wakes up the next morning and Calder isn't there. <gasps> and he goes to look around and finds him standing under a tree in the backyard. Calder says he had a dream about this tree. And there's letters carved into the tree. One is a P, which they know is either for Presley, uh, the original owner, or the son of the house, which is also named Presley. So Presley mm. Jr. or Presley the dad. As they uh, you know, have the same name. There's one heart with P hearts C and one with P hearts Ren. Mm. And they're like, who's P? Is it the same person? Is it one guy and the other Presley. Brock says he had a dream about it too. Oh no. Yeah. And neither of them I can wonder re- who I wonder did who did that. that. Neither of them can recall what happened during the dream, but they felt like a lot of love and longing, also like a lot of loss. Mm. So they felt a lot of strong emotions in this dream. They say, after dinner, we have to go down in the basement and check it out. Like, we need to know what the story is here. Like, what is going on? Who's this ghost? Who are all these letters? So, they work. And then after dinner, as they're getting ready to go down to the basement, the TV turns on all by itself. Yeah. It starts playing an old news broadcast. The broadcast is all about the original family who owned the house saying that Presley was found dead from self-inflicted wounds. And then four years later, Presley Jr. was found murdered alongside the boarder who was staying in the home with him. The reports were saying how strange and mysterious his family's life was and how there are so many unanswered questions. And then the TV goes out. Both of the guys are like, what the fuck just happened? How How did they get this broadcast from, like, ages ago? And they're like, okay, we have to go to the basement right oh, yeah. now. We That's have true. to go. They head down to the basement. There's a collection of ventral crystals. Nope. Down there. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Nope. And they can hear sobbing and whispering. Nope. Yep. Nope. Get they, out of there. They find a secret door. The ghost opens it for them. Sure. And inside there's more dolls. Nope. They hear a voice telling them that they need to help these crying spirits move on. Mm-hmm. So they go down just like weird small hallway that's in the like secret, secret room that leads outside to the backyard and they open the door and tell the ghost like you spirits can leave now and then they like eventually hear the sounds like trickling out so all the ghosts left okay but isn't the whole point that they're making a haunted house yeah don't, don't they know. want their ghosts to stay well they're trying to save the money? spirits i guess through the hotel, they're gonna lose all their money. I know. What was with the dolls? Yeah, that was a weird addition. I'll when have to explain nev- that. Okay. But it's just like, why? Why? Um, then they head back into the secret room and they see the box being pushed towards them on its own. They grab it and head back upstairs and they're all freaked out. Once they are settled upstairs, they open it and the ghost tells them that 
these spirits that have been trapped down there forever, basically. And ever since his dad worked in the mortuary, mm-hmm. he left their spirits. And before he could die, before he died, he could. He didn't release them before he died. Mm. So they've been stuck down there. And Presley, while he was alive, didn't know he was able to allow their spirits to move on. So he asked them if So they the could ghost do is it. Presley Jr. Yeah. Oh. So like, oh, that's Presley Jr. He tells them to open the box and he will fill in the gaps. How is this ghost talking to them? He figured All of a sudden out. he can talk to them? Yeah, he figured it out. He's been using his ghosty powers. Okay. And he can do it now. Okay. I'm glad. Good yeah. job. Good job. They realize, uh, no. So there's photos in there, but one particular one catches their eye. It's a photo of two men dated in 1920. Mm. And then they find Presley's diary. The diary says how his dad was very recluse, and besides his work, he really only spent time with the dolls. So that's where the dolls come in. And that literally was the only thing they said about that. So I'm like, were they just there to be, like, creepy? Like, why were there not? Like, that didn't add to the story at all. But it's fine. It also talks about a person named Claire. Claire ran away from home and needed a place to stay, so Presley let them stay with him. The guys realized that P heart C on the tree must mean Claire. But they're like, then who is Ren? So then they keep reading, and Ren is a man named Clarence Edgar Smith, and Presley was in love with him. Ren started getting terrified after a while that they had been found out. So all this time, they're like living together, falling in love. At first, he started writing Claire in his diary because he didn't want to be found out that he was in love with a man, and then once he was like, no, I I can't be doing this anymore. I can't deny my love. I'm going to write like a boy's name, basically, but not mm-hmm. his actual one. Poor Presley. I know. Presley's spirit comes through the fire so that he can okay. show his face and speak to them face okay. to face. I know. Okay. I was like, okay, this is a little ridiculous. This one too far. Yeah. He tells them the story of how on one Halloween night, a hundred years ago. Of course on Halloween. Yeah, of course on Halloween. Ren's father and uncle show up banging on the door. Presley opens it, hoping to deter them and tell them that he doesn't know Clarence. But Ren decides to come out and face them. And he tells them that he's in love with Presley. And he ran away because he they didn't accept him for who he was, and this is who he is. Presley thought he needed to protect Ren and told them that they don't have a romantic relationship, that Ren has just been helping him, you know, uh, like take care of the house and everything and he's just offering him a place to live and that they're just friends Mm. this made ren feel really betrayed and upset so he starts running and his father and uncle shoot him in the back yeah then they turn around and shoot presley Mm -hmm. his own dad yeah kills his son for being gay and then his kills his boyfriend i know evil that's terrible. Um, Presley Jr. says his spirit has been stuck in this home ever since, just longing to be reunited with Ren. Aww. And he won't let himself, like, move over, move on, I mean, because he feels so horrible about what he did. 
Mm. And so he's asking the guys to help fulfill these things that he's promised himself that he has to do before he can move on. on. But because he's too weak to last any longer speaking, he has to go. But he'll try to explain more what they can do later. Um, Like, okay, we have to help him. This is horrible. Like, I would, you know, Mm -hmm. we've gone through a lot of struggles being gay, but the fact that we don't have to be worried about getting shot, being killed um, for the most part. Um, is something that they like we're like we can't understand and we need to help him so he can be reunited with his love and um then they have sex <laughs> good they're like ah oh, first we gotta um you know like first we gotta get down and dirty down and dirty and then after they talk about the struggles they've gone through with being gay and Calder apologizes for how he treated Brock in high school because you know he would do the thing where he's like I'm not gay. And then they do stuff. And then yeah, when you see him at school, he doesn't, like, talk to him or anything. Yeah, he played the cool boy act. Yeah. So, at this point, it's the day before Halloween. So, time is a ticking. Halloween is not only the day they need to have the project finished by, if they want this extra money, but also the day they need to help Presley mm. get sent back. They have sex, again. <laughs> they're like, we got time. Yeah, yeah, they're like, we are running out of time, but we definitely have time to have sex. And while they're having sex, Calder tells Brock he loves him. Aww. And Brock says he loves Calder. And they're like, yeah, I've loved you for a long time. Then the house shakes as if there's an earthquake. Whoa! They get up and look around to make sure there's no damage. But something catches their eye. Outside in the backyard, under the tree, is Presley and Wren holding hands and waving at them. What did they do? He told them he would... Only allow himself to cross over if he accomplished three things. Ren's forgiveness, which he got once they realized how to communicate over the years. Mm -hmm. The other two things were to see love get a second chance and to see his home filled with that love. Oh. Yeah. So them saying that they loved each other allowed him to release his trauma. So cheesy. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) Then... They leave to be together. Right. Fast forward to Halloween two years later. Mm. Calder and Brock own the home and mm. live there. Now it's not a hotel. It's just like their place. Mm-hmm. Every Halloween, they get to see Ren and Presley and chat with them and hear their stories. Oh, they come back. So, yeah. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, bros. What's up? Hey. Let's chat. Yeah, they're like, how's being dead? So good. They're like, oh, sorry. We can't go to your Halloween party. No, no, no. We got to chat with our ghost friends. Yeah. We got a double date over there by the tree. Yep, exactly. So that is the ghost who saved us. Wow. Yeah. And I have one thing for you to read. Oh, good. I had another one, but it was a little too racist. We couldn't put it on the pod. Also, look at these pages. How oh, pretty. cute is that? That is really pretty. The little. All the chapters have them. Aww. I think second chance romances are going to be my newest guilty pleasure. Calder hummed and cuddled me down into the mattress under the warm blanket. We've got our own second chance romance to live out right here. (laughs) And there's no one else in the world I'd rather write this story with than you. I pressed the latch, kissed his lips, and curled into him. (laughs) So cheesy. You're my second chance romance. So now we are at 
the point of this podcast where we get to rate this book of how drunk you need to be to actually enjoy the book. Mm-hmm. So how we rate our book is slightly buzzed, tipsy, drunk, stumbling, blackout. Mm-hmm. And Sophia, how drunk did you have to be to enjoy this book? I would say it's between slightly buzzed and tipsy. Really? Yeah, it was actually really fun and cute. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like, I know that it seems cheesy. Like, it kind of started getting pretty cheesy towards the end. Like, when mm-hmm. he was, like, showing up in the fire, I was like, mm, mm-hmm. no. But, like, the writing was really cute. I felt like a lot of it seemed like a pretty, like, normal romance book that I would read. Oh, nice. Um, The characters were really thought out. Even for it being such a short story, I thought, like, it had a great arc, and it was just really wholesome and cute. Yay! And, I mean, if you want a sexy romance book, like, this had a plenty go. of sex scenes, let me tell you. Oh, man. Um, yeah, it was really cute. I mean, was it, like, one that I would pick out to read or out, tell you guys, like, recommend to read? Maybe no. <laughs> But it's a very specific type of book. But I think if that's what you're looking for, it's good. (laughs) So, yeah, it really wasn't that bad. I enjoyed it, honestly. Amazing. I love it. Well, you guys heard it here. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow us on our Instagram, follow us on TikTok. Go and watch our YouTube videos. Yeah. And we'll see you next episode on Drink, Drink, Read, Fabio. Bye. Bye, you guys.